Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Matt, and I am one of the leaders here at Lighthouse, and um, I'm honored to be able to come to you and give you the message today. I'm standing in the church, kind of where our welcome desk uh, usually is, and so um, we're going to be patient, but hopefully we can meet back here um, in the near future and, and see each other. Uh, but to start today, I want to I ask you a question. Uh, what do you, when I use the word warrior, what do you think of? What comes to your mind with that word warrior? And for me, there's several things that come to mind. Uh, one of the first things is um, American Ninja Warrior. And if you're familiar, it's a, a TV show or a competition where, where these men and women, and they, they, they're on this obstacle course and they're, they're doing all of these, these different obstacles and get to try to get to the finish line. And it always laugh though, because it's American Ninja Warrior, but it's not really, I don't know where the ninja part comes in, but the, but the warrior part comes in. Um, something else I think of is um, American Gladiators. It's a show from the late 80s or early 90s that I would watch when I was a, a kid. And um, these American gladiators, they were these big, strong men and women, and, and they would do all these obstacles. I remember one of the things they would get in there and they would, they would joust with kind of this ordinary person that would come in. And that, that was the competition to, to beat these American gladiators. They were really, really warrior type people. Um, and then one of the other things I, I think of is the Ultimate Warrior. And the Ultimate Warrior uh, was a WWF wrestler from the 80s. Uh, he passed away. We were just talking about this uh, recently, but he passed away um, recently. Um, but he was actually from Indiana. But the Ultimate Warrior was, a, again, a big, strong guy. He'd paint his face up. And, and it's one of the images that that I think of when I get, when I, when I hear the word warrior. And so um, I looked it up, the definition of a warrior is similar to that. The definition is a brave or experienced soldier or fighter. And I liked that term, fighter. Uh, it, it, it's, it's somebody that, that fights of. And so that's what I think of when I think of warrior. Do you think of the same thing? Well, when I, as, as I dig in deeper, um, especially nowadays with, with everything that's going on, um, I think we can broaden our, our, our spectrum of what warrior, the definition of warrior is. Um, we don't have to necessarily think of these big, strong, burly men or women. Uh, for example, like a, a doctor or a nurse can be a warrior because they're, they're a fighter. They're fighting for something. They're fighting for people or a cure. Um, I'm a, by trade, I'm a teacher and I know some teachers that are, that are warriors. Again, they're not big physical specimen, but, but they're fighters. They're fighting for children. And so being a warrior can be somebody that is, that is big and strong, but it doesn't have to be. And we can also be spiritual warriors. Uh, a prayer warrior, um, somebody that fights spiritual batter, battles, um, somebody that's fighting for God. That could be, so you could be a spiritual warrior as well. 
And here's one of the things that, that I would argue when you think of big physical warriors like American gladiators or the ultimate warrior, they're warriors, but we can all be warriors. And I would argue that we all are warriors. We're created in God's image to be a warrior. In Joshua 1.9, it says this, it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so those two terms there, strong and courageous, that's a warrior or a fighter mentality that, that we have and that we all have. And so hold that thought about us all being warriors. Just hold that for a second because we're in a message series that is entitled Identity Theft, Taking Back What the Enemy Has Stolen. And one of the identities that God gives us is the identity of being a warrior. And if you're, if you're like me, I'm, I'm not very warriorific, but that's not what God calls us. God calls us to be warriors. So for me, being a warrior is something that the enemy has stolen from us. Well, today we're going to, to talk about this. We're gonna use um, a figure from, from the Old Testament. His name is Gideon. And God called Gideon to be a warrior. And we're going to look at that, at that story this morning. It comes from Judges chapter 6 and 7. And I'm going to paraphrase um, quite a bit of, of this story. We'll share some scripture. But I'd encourage you uh, this week, it, it is a tremendous story, a fun story to read in the Bible. So um, sometimes just grab your Bible this week and read Judges chapter 6 and 7. You'll get um, the whole story. But like I said, I'm going to paraphrase this. So I'm just going to dig into our scripture. Um, to start off with, um, we said his name, the, 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 the figure's name is Gideon. Well, he is an Israelite. And the Israelites in, in this time are not doing right in the eyes of the Lord. And they're actually being oppressed by the Midianites during this time. Uh, the Midianites are coming in and they're, they're stealing their food and killing their animals. Um, yeah, just not treating the Israelites very well. So uh, the Israelites are scared of the Midianites, so they're in hiding. The, the scripture says they're hiding in caves. Uh, we'll see in our scripture when I read here in a second that, that they're just hiding out. They're hiding from the Midianites because they're scared. And so we're going to pick up that story in Judges chapter 6. Um, I'm going to read verses 11 through 16, and then uh, we'll talk about it more. So here's Judges 6, 11 says, The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Bezerite, where his son Gideon was thrashing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. And that's just another example of them hiding out. They don't typically thresh wheat in the hiding, but he's hiding in a wine press to hide it from the Midianites. It says, when an angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? 
Pardon me, my lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And the Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. And so the Lord speaks to Gideon, and and from that point, he's like, okay, if this is really you, God, speaking to me, Give me some signs. What are, what are some signs? He asked for some signs. So God gives him a couple signs. And, and at that point, Gideon knows that it's God speaking, speaking to him. He knows that it's God calling him to be a warrior. In verse 12, it says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. So Gideon says, okay, I'm a mighty warrior now. I'm going to, I'm going to fight the Midianites. I will do this. But one of the first things that Gideon has to do is he's got to go back to his Israelites in Israel and say, hey, we're going to have to do this. Again, the Israelites are far from God at this time. So, so Gideon has to, he, he has them take down their Asherah poles um, and just and get them right with the Lord. And so he goes and he, he sells his people on, we're going to fight the Midianites and we're not going to be oppressed by them anymore. And he, he does this and he rallies some 32,000 men to come and battle the Midianites. And, and what's funny during this is, is these men, they come and God says, no, 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 Gideon, you have too many people. You have too many. We don't need that many people. So on two different occasions, God whittles down this number from 32,000 and he finally gets it down to 300 Men, so it's Gideon and three hundred men that are going to to fight the the Midianites. So now the Midianites are getting ready for battle. They cross the Jordan and they basically set up camp um, and, and prepare for when they're going to attack. And Gideon brings his three hundred men and he says, "Here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to scatter around. And when you hear me blow my trumpet, you are all going to going to blow your trumpets, and and we're going to surround them that way." And so the time comes and, and they're surrounded. Everybody gets in their place and, and Gideon is the leader. He blows his trumpet and they all repeat. And so all 300 men are blowing their trumpets. And then this is what happens. This is in Judges um, chapter seven, verse 22. It says this, it says, when the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. So they wiped out the Midianites. Gideon, he decided to fight. He decided, he said, okay, God, you're calling me. I am going to fight. And they won the battle. They beat the Midianites. And so we are going to learn from Gideon today and the message titled, Ultimate Warrior, Finding the Fighter Within. And so I'm going to give you a couple of points um, that we can take from Gideon in this in this. Um, story from the Bible that can bring out our inner warrior. Because again, God calls us all to be warriors. But before we get into those points, will you pray with me? So God, we, we just come to you and we say, we, we acknowledge the fact that you are calling us to be a warrior. And I don't know, God, what what we're all thinking when we, when we hear that, that we're called to be a warrior. I know for me personally, I, I feel like, no, I'm not a warrior. 
And so I, I ask this morning, God, that, that you take those feelings and you speak to us today and you, and you spell out how we can be a warrior today. Let us use Gideon as our example on how we can, we can learn from Gideon, how we can find our inner warrior. Just like every other week, God, I ask you just get me out of this way of this message and, and you, you speak through me this morning. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. And so there's two things that we'll take from this. Um, the first one point, one that you can write in the handout if you have it printed out, or you can write it on in your notebook or whatever, but it's this. It says, the fighter, the fighter within me is released when I accept my assignment. When I accept my assignment. So when God called Gideon, it took him a while to accept his assignment. He questioned it and said, well, if you really God speak to me, it took him a while. But watch how God individualizes this with Gideon. In verses six, um, in verse 12, chapter six, verse 12, it says, when the angel of the Lord came, uh, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And then how does Gideon reply? Gideon says, well, pardon me, Lord, but if the Lord is with us, why has this happened to us? And again, then, right, so, so the Lord says, I'm coming to you. And, and Gideon is saying, but look at us, God. Look at us as a people. Look at my people. We're not ready to fight. We're not, we're not ready to, to get out of this oppression. Look at us. Look at us. And he keeps talking about us. But then the Lord again in verse 14 said, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? And so God personalizes. God says, yep, you're right. The people, us, right? Us, we're under oppression. We're, all, we're, we're under oppression, but I'm calling you, Gideon. I'm calling you personally to be a warrior, to be a fighter, and to get us out of this, to get your society, to get your people out of this mess. And so God is calling it. He's calling it in Gideon individually. I'm calling you, Gideon, to come and be a fighter. And so it finally clicked for Gideon. He battled on behalf of the Israelites. He battled for God and for the Israelites. Right? And God said, I'm not calling you out of Israel to be, to be oppressed by the Midianites and to hide in the caves. I'm calling you into freedom. And they needed a warrior to lead them. And Gideon was that lawyer, that warrior. And so let's personalize this for us. I was thinking as I was putting this together that, that right, God calls us all to be warriors, but we're all warriors in in different ways, in different ways. I was just thinking about people that I know personally, people that are involved in this church personally. And I know somebody that is, that is a warrior for the unborn. He volunteers his, his time at, at RETA, R-E-T-A, Reason Enough to Act. It's a, it's a place where um, pregnant women can come and, and, and basically to ab avoid abortion, it gives them resources so they don't have to go through an abortion. But this is a guy that, that 
gives his time and his energy to that cause. He's a warrior for those unborn children that he may never meet and probably won't ever meet, but he's, he's a warrior for that. He's a fighter for them. I know people in our church that are, that are prayer warriors, that they will, they will battle and fight for people that need prayer. They'll, they'll pray at the drop of a hat. They'll pray for hours on end for people that need that. They're prayer warriors. I know people in the church that are warriors for children and students. Uh, they will give up their, their Sunday afternoons to, to come in and, and just fight so that the children in our, in our church, in our area, in, the, in this community will get to know Jesus. So they are warriors for children. There's somebody else that I know that is, that is a warrior against human trafficking. When, when this person, when she graduated from high school, she left as a, as a 19 year old and went to uh, Asia into an unknown country as a 19 year old to, to be a fighter and a battler for these, for these young girls that were engaged in, in human trafficking. And so I'm gonna ask you, what are you fighting for? Or even better, who are you fighting for? Who, do you, who is God calling you to be a warrior for? In Isaiah 117, it says, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. God is calling us to be a fighter and a warrior for all those different causes. And so this is a challenge for all of us. I just, I encourage you to think about what am I going to be a warrior for? Who am I going to be a warrior for? And if that scares you, then you're kind of like me, number one. But if that scares you and, and you don't think you're ready to be a warrior, I do encourage you, don't be scared. And that's what brings us to point two, because if we're scared and we say, you know, I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough, right? God helps us in this. So point two, and you can write this down, it says, the fighter within is released when I wield my weapon. When I wield my weapon. And again, if you're like me, you may not think you have the right weapons. There are times where I feel like I'm not smart enough or I don't have the right tools or I'm not capable, okay? But God has your back. How did, the, how did the Israelites defeat the Midianites? Remember in Judges chapter seven, verse 22, it says, when the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. So we have the tools, right? If, if the Lord, there, there were an estimated 135,000 Midianites. So basically 100,000 more Midianites than Israelites. And how did the Israelites beat them? They beat them, they defeated them with trumpets. With, with trumpets, that's how they defeated them. So if the, if, if the Israelites that are outnumbered by 100,000 can defeat the Midianites with trumpets, then I would say we're well equipped to be warriors and to fight our battles as well. And I, I just get that picture 
of of these Israelites coming, you know, and, and Gideon calls them and says, all right, we're going to fight. So come and they come and they're, and they get to their stations and okay, pick up your clothes here and then go to here. There's your, go over here. This is your map to where you're going to be located and, and come and get your, your food rations. And then the last table, that's going to be your weapons. And so these guys, these, they're coming and they get their stuff and they get down to the weapon station and they're thinking, we're going to get these swords and they get, and what do they get? They get a trumpet. That's what they get. They get a trumpet. But yet they defeated the Midianites with those trumpets. That was their weapon. And this happens several times in the Bible. And I just think of them just off the, off the top of my head when I was putting this message together, right? Shepherds. Shepherds used to defeat wolves with their shepherd's crooks, which are basically sticks. They would fight off wolves with a stick. Um, I was thinking about David. David defeated the, first he defeated lions, then he defeated Goliath, and not just Goliath, but all the Philistines with what? He defeated them with a slingshot. And then I thought about Jesus. Jesus defeated Satan with no weapons at all, with just his body. That's what Jesus defeated Satan with. And I was thinking about this, why, how, how did they, how did they win these battles? How did they defeat them with these, with these minuscule weapons? And there's one thing they had in common, whether it be the Israelites or David or Jesus, the one thing they had in common was they had God with them. They had God on their side. And so when we have God on our side, we're not going to be defeated. That's the weapon that we need. Our plans might be different. If I was going to battle, I would, I would probably bring a sword with me and not a trumpet. But God has a different plan for us. He has a different, a different way of, of battling things for us. In Romans 8, uh, 31, it says, if God is for us, then who can be against us? And that is so true. When we have God on our side, he is the X factor. He's the only thing that we need. And, and when I use this point of, of weapon, I didn't say weapons. When we wield our weapon, we just need one weapon. And that one weapon is God. When we have that weapon, God gives us all the other weapons that we need. In Ephesians, God talks about the, the armor of God. It's the belt of truth and the breastplate, it's easier said than done, right? Breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith. And then in Ephesians 6, 17, it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God. In, in all of the armor of God, he gives us one weapon and that is his word. When we have that word, we have all we need to, to fight our battles and to win our battles. There's another scripture in 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, it says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And so again, that one weapon that we need is the weapon of God.
You can write this down on your handout if you have it. It says, with God as our weapon, we will always win. And that is so true. That's the only weapon that we need. And so as we close, just want to encourage us that we're all fighters. God created us. He gave us the identity to be a warrior, to be a fighter. And I know there are many times that we don't feel like it because I, I, I can speak to you because I, I know that because I am like that. I don't feel like a warrior sometimes. But God is calling us to be warriors. So what is he calling you to be a warrior for? And once you hear from him and you know, what am I going to go fight for? What am I going to be a warrior for? God will give you the weapons that you need. Don't be afraid. Don't say, I'm not smart enough or I'm not strong enough. God will give you all the tools and all the weapons that you need. So I'd encourage you this week to talk to God and ask him, what do you want me to fight for? Who do you want me to fight for, God? And then just have a conversation with him and find a way to, to be a warrior for God. Let's pray. So God, we do, we come to you and we say, we humbly come to you and say, I'm a warrior for you. And so I pray as we just go out this week, God, that, that you speak to us about where you want us to be a warrior for you. And when we do that, God, we put our trust in you that, that you will give us the right weapons to fight the battles. Maybe give us a name of someone that we need to, that we need to battle for, that we need to fight for this week, God. And I come back to the scripture that, that Jesus defeated death with no weapons. And so I just pray that as you give us something that we're, we're supposed to fight for, that you def defeat the enemy and you bind the enemy in the name of Jesus to block us from what you have for us. We, we trust you with everything. And we're, and we're, we're excited to go out and be a warrior for you. We just pray this all in Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this morning. Um, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we hope that we will see you soon. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family and we will see you next time.